Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Friday, November 8th. S&P futures are trading down a couple points, about three points. Uh, most of the Asian indices ended in the red with the exception of Japan, and Europe's trading off about 30 basis points. Um, relatively slow morning for the most part. Um, you know, phase one is still dictating every every point tick in the market, it seems. Um, you know, the debate is not whether or not phase one will happen. I think most people are convinced it will. Um, and the debate isn't really whether the December 15th tariffs will happen. I think most people appropriately assume that they will not happen now. As of the last week, the debate has shifted to how many and at what speed the existing tariffs will be rescinded. Um, and this has really kind of caused the rally above 3050. Um, and that's, um, you know, I think that's really what's going to dictate the next 50 points for this market. So um, yesterday morning, Thursday morning, there was that remark from the Chinese Commerce Ministry that implied that both sides had reached an, an agreement to rescind essentially all the tariffs. That was the implication at some type of a, uh, you know, a scheduled pace going forward. Um, in the last 12 hours, we've seen some skepticism about that. So the Reuters had an article that hit uh, in the middle of the day on Thursday that caused some of the afternoon softness. The Journal crossed an article that hit essentially right at the close yesterday. And then Peter Navarro was speaking on Fox overnight. All those articles suggest that, um, you know, they're the, you know, rolling back to existing tariffs, it's not nearly as inevitable as I think um, the narrative had suggested as of Thursday morning. Um, and that really is is uh, going to be required if the S&P is going to have material upside from here. So, um, you know, again, if you, as you as you kind of take a step back and think of the risk reward from present levels, the bulls definitely have um, a scenario whereby you could see material upside towards 3150 or even 3200. But you're going to you're going to require essentially a perfect phase one coming through with the 91 tariffs coming off relatively instantly. Um, along with a relatively credible schedule for removing the rest of them. Um, if it's if it's more like people were thinking a week ago, whereby phase one essentially is the avoidance of incremental tariffs, perhaps with um, a pledge, a somewhat vague pledge to rescind the September 1st tariffs and then perhaps um, taking them all off if certain conditions were met, such as a phase two negotiation, which most people think is impossible before the elections. Um if it's more along those lines, you know, it's very hard to see why the S&P goes up materially from here. Um, you know, so I still am kind of sticking with my same view in the market that um, I'm, you know, I do think that you are going to get a lot of clarity on trade. I do think the trade landscape is going to look much better than it has at any other time. So not only are you going, are you going to avoid incremental escalation on China and perhaps get some easing of tensions, you're not going to get the Eurozone auto tariff. So that was actually another big headline that hit yesterday where Jean-Claude Juncker, the main trade official in Europe, um, gave an interview to German newspaper and essentially said that Trump will not be imposing those auto tariffs. Um, you're very likely to get the Huawei waiver extension. So that's something Wilbur Ross said um, this past weekend in Asia, um, that those are going to be coming very soon, perhaps as soon as uh, next week. Um, and then USMCA is still the big wild card, but that's also the least important. So, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not denying at all that you are going to see an improved trade backdrop. I just think it's kind of more than reflected in the S&P at these levels. Um, and so I'm still kind of sticking with that 3050 view, um, barring some type of extraordinary phase one agreement. Um, and then I also think, too, kind of lurking in the background are the political dimensions of a lot of this. And this is something that the Reuters article touched on and the Wall Street Journal touched on as well. Um, you know, it would seem that if phase one does involve removing all the existing tariffs or, or a large portion of them, um, you know, it's going to open up a lot of criticism of Trump, whereby it doesn't seem that China is is necessarily um, making any type of enormous concession in order to get that privilege. 
Um, so I think that's something too that that would work against um, you know the a shock and awe type of phase one agreement. Um, so that's all to say on trade, and you know that's that's still kind of dominating everything else. On the eco front, you did have relatively solid trade numbers out of Germany and China. Um, no, nothing spectacular, but definitely a little bit better than feared. Um, you also had China auto sales that were still soft. So, you know, I don't think the international growth landscape is changing dramatically. Um, you know, Germany has has had a string of very poor numbers. So I don't think it's necessarily shocking that they start to see at least some stability. Um, but, you know, obviously better than than having the alternative. Um, you know, the Bloomberg headlines, the Michael Bloomberg headlines about how he's, you know, seriously flirting again with the presidential run and he's going to file to get on uh, at least one state, Alabama, um, and, and perhaps others. You know, I think this, this seems to happen every election cycle. It's unclear if he's going to follow through and actually become a serious, credible candidate and have a nationwide election and really start to campaign in all the early states. Um, so I kind of am putting this in the bucket of, We've seen this before, and it doesn't seem like this is necessarily a real serious full um, campaign run yet, but obviously that remains to be seen. Um, on the earnings front, out of the U.S., I would say the results last night were net positive. Um, Disney was the big highlight, so they came in ahead of expectations. Um, Booking.com also, I think, looked fine, especially in light of the very poor Expedia numbers the night before. And then there were a few other smaller cap tech names. Gap is probably the biggest disappointment. So Gap has an October end quarter. They weren't supposed to report for the next few weeks. They issued a large profit warning. Um, the CEO is getting pushed out. So that obviously will be in focus. That will be in focus for all of retail. So we're coming up on the retail earnings season. Most retailers have October end earnings, uh, have October end quarter. So they're all going to be reporting in the coming weeks. Walmart kicks things off next Thursday. Um, so obviously that Gap warning doesn't set things off on, on the best footing. Um, Reichmont in Europe is probably the big standout. Um, the large luxury goods vendor had earnings out. They were disappointing. That stock is coming for sale. Um, so that is kind of, uh, that's really it on earnings. As far as the calendar today, um, there is nothing all that important on it. Um, you know, the, I would say the Michigan numbers at November, uh, for the Michigan sentiment readings for November at 10 a.m., it's probably the most important, but I thought that really moves things. So it's probably going to be, um, you know, unscheduled trade headlines to the extent we get them that will um, probably cause the most volatility today. Uh, so that is it for today's Vile Dawn. Um, you know, remember, we're on Apple now, in addition to Spotify, Anchor, Google, um, and a couple of smaller streaming platforms. Um, if you're listening to this, please like it on whatever platform you're listening to. Um, and thanks, everyone, for listening.